welcome to Media MD, your fortnightly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And we are back this fortnight to talk about The Raid. Um, yeah. So, before we start, let's let's talk about what I actually watched. I didn't get around yeah. to watching The Raid 2. I decided to start with The Raid 1 to watch them in, you know, p- plot order, <laughs> if that <laughs> even applies to this. Yeah, well, you don't want the canon to get, to get wrecked, you know? Oh, yeah, you definitely don't want to miss out on the plot. And speaking of the plot, let's do a plot summary. <laughs> um, so, some cops are going to arrest a guy who... Is is kind of a cross between a uh, <laughs> a landlord and a drug dealer, and I guess I, it's kind of unclear what kind of crimes he actually does. Um, well, because c- it's sort of made out like he's a mob boss, and this building yeah. that he has that is protected is used to like for criminals to lay low and stuff. But then the weird yeah. thing, sort of, bound, like after that, is then there also appear to just be normal people living in the building, which is like the yeah, bit that this... I find really weird. <laughs> yeah, so he's some kind of villainous landlord, um, and there's there's <laughs> it's a it's a building that he basically people pay him to lay low in. But there's also just one guy who lives there. Who's yeah, a normal yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> who uh who kind of helps the you know the 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 cops after they go in and the mob boss is like oh if you kill them you'll get free rent for life and so mm-hmm. everyone basically in the in the building attacks them um and there's also a drug dealing operation that like manufactures its drugs out of the building it's very confusing anyway so they fight their way through a, a building full of people uh there's a there's Look, there's some other plot. There's, like, this guy who, like, the lieutenant of the cops who has called this whole raid, and he's, like, bad, and he goes rogue and kidnaps the lead guy and then kills, shoots the guy. It, you know, it doesn't, does it really matter? They fight. Oh, no, like. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, the closest thing that, that comes to, like, being a, a legit sort of plot point is really that, that sort of revealed towards the end, so spoilers that... Uh, the main lieutenant of this evil guy who owns the building is the brother of one of the rookie cops. Yeah, so uh, the the kind of protagonist is this rookie cop who <laughs> we find out in the first minute has a, a pregnant wife uh, who is about to give birth to a, a baby boy, and so he has to, you know, make it back home for his kid, which is great. Grounds us in the character. Good screenwriting 101. <laughs> um, and his brother is the lieutenant you know the second in command in this of this mob boss yeah um that's probably the only yeah that's probably the only plot point that that actually has any relevance on anything uh yeah because it affects how that rookie cop and the lieutenant are actually dealing with the situation um it's it's the only plot point that really affects the raid um yeah exactly uh other characters include the other lieutenant guy, who's this kind of crazy good kung fu fighter, uh, some other cops, most of which who die, except one who gets his ear shot and then kind of lays low and then survives. Um, but yeah, it's it's that's the plot. They fight and then they get out. <laughs> it ends with basically <laughs> them killing everybody and, and uh, the main character and the cop who got his ear shot uh, get, get out, as well as one other cop, I think. Yeah. Um, so, oh boy, uh, what do we talk about with this movie? Well, I guess before we dive into it, I did enjoy this movie quite a lot, right? 
It was very fun. It was a very fun movie. It was a very engaging movie. So uh, it, it already kind of gets quite a high score, which we'll get to later. But a, a movie like this, uh, you know, th- I do have things that I want to talk about, and maybe that will make it seem like my my feelings on it are lower than they actually are. These are just the things that... These are the things that kind of got to me while I was watching it, right? Yeah. Well, I guess it's also... It's a difficult movie to sort of do a critical review of, because really it... it <laughs> It's all about those action sequences, and there's not as much to talk about critically uh, there. So if we're like going to focus on plot and characters and and stuff for the for well, the rest I, of this review, I'm, it's I'm gonna not going to be... focus on that stuff because it's it it so obviously doesn't matter, right? <laughs> um, but yeah. I I, I want to touch on that first. So I was actually expecting this movie to be. Do you know Hardcore Henry? Have you heard of that movie? No. It's this movie where. It's first. It's first person. There was this web short that was oh, made that was this yeah. first person, you know, action movie, and then they turned it into a full length movie called Hardcore Henry. Okay, I, I've seen the web short, and I knew they'd made a movie. I didn't. I didn't know what it was called though. Yeah. Okay. I I haven't seen Hardcore Henry, but I also put it into this category of what I expect to just be a nonstop action movie. You know. Like yeah, yeah, legitimately nonstop, and that's what I—that's kind of what I expected the raid to be. I expected it to be, you know, it's an hour and a half or whatever, an hour and a half, or maybe take away ten minutes at the start and ten minutes to the end, but an hour and ten minutes of kind of nonstop fighting, and that's not what it was. I was actually pleasantly surprised by how how well it it played with um with pacing and with tone throughout the the course of the movie. Um, there are parts where it. It definitely has a kind of rise and fall to the to the action in the movie. It it has oh here's a here's an action scene that's very intense and you know cops die and and people die and and whatever, and then it it kind of takes a step back and becomes this like cat and mouse game between the the police and the people in the building, and so they're kind of hiding and doing some like sneaking around, yeah. and it really ramps up the tension before it then jumps back into another action scene. Yeah. I was, yeah, I, I didn't expect it to be so well-paced, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. Um, and it, it it really surprised me. There there were a lot of really intense scenes. There's one scene where the main character and this guy who's had his ear shot are hiding in the apartment of the nice, non-evil guy, the, one, the only one guy who lives in the building who isn't a mobster. But um, to be fair, this guy also has like a a hiding space in his walls, which is kind of a weird yeah. thing to have. <laughs> yeah, he and it, apparently this crawl space is not the kind of thing that is just on every level because the guy kind of didn't know about it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they they hide in this crawl space and the the baddies start looking for them. I don't even remember half of the names of these characters. I'm just going to refer to them as the baddies. Honestly, um, the only one I can remember at this point is there's that guy called Wild Dog. Yeah, that's not even his name. I think they just <laughs> refer to him as a mad dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um and and so this the kind of machete wielding baddie is looking for them in this apartment and starts sticking his machete into the wall realizing that there's some kind of space behind it and he sticks his and he's just kind of moving along the wall to closer and closer to our protagonists until he sticks the machete into the wall and then gets distracted by something else until he leaves his machete in the wall and we see that it's cutting across the face of 
the main character. And so we have this moment of like, oh, when he pulls his machete out, he's going to see the blood on it and know that someone's in there, right? Yeah. And so it, we get this scene of like 30 seconds to a minute of tenseness of this character having to try and figure out how to get the blood off of this machete while it's like sticking him up against a wall. It's very fascinating. Um, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just this moment of a really small, cool, tense scene that is not an action scene. That's kind of this respite that keeps the tension up to keep the stakes high, but isn't nonstop action, right? Yeah, well, I think that's what defines every scene that's not an action scene in this film, apart from like the very opening and, and even the very end, is mm. they're still tense scenes and you know that they're between fight scenes. Like, There's never a sense of like, oh, we're out of it now. It's just like this yeah. is something that's happening before we get jumped again. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's sort of why overall the movie does just kind of feel like one intense sequence because when when the yeah. fighting is actually broken up it's with other tense bits yeah yeah and and it's so much better for it because these these parts help make the movie feel like it has stakes more so than if it was just kind of a non-stop fight scene you know yeah yeah definitely so from there i i want to talk about something that i actually <laughs> didn't enjoy as much about this movie and look maybe this was a bit to be expected going in but uh you mentioned that the fight scenes or the hallway fight scene in Daredevil was inspired by this movie, right? And that that feels very fair. I think more so the sequel, but definitely, I mean, the the movies are very similar. Yeah. Um. But the thing about this is, it's it's very clearly a kung fu movie, right? And the problem with <laughs> with kung fu movies is the characters get injured, and then they're kind of injured between fights. But then you get back to a fight, and it's just like. They're doing all their choreography, and it's, I don't know, it's hard to look at this movie and not see choreography sometimes. Um, (laughs) Whereas, to contrast it with this hallway fight scene from Daredevil, which, if you don't know, is just this kind of one long, one-shot fight scene where we watch Daredevil, this fucking brutal fighter, martial artist kind of dude, fight his way through maybe eight or nine guys to get to the end of a hallway, right? Yeah. Um, the the thing that I think made that hallway fight so successful was over the course of that fight, Daredevil is getting the shit beaten out of him, right? And he's, yeah. he wins the fight, but you see him getting more and more tired and more and more injured. Yeah, and like he very much limps away. Like he yeah. he doesn't he doesn't just stroll off. He he barely makes well, it out. Not even that, but during the choreography of the fight, his attacks yeah. get worse <laughs> he he like has to take a breather before he throws the next punch and and the guys that he's fighting kind of are like like staggering along the wall before they run up to him and punch him again and it's it's it feels very real you know yeah i, I was hoping the raid would be more like that and at times it kind of was but there are a lot of fights where it was just like you'd see characters getting injured and they would start getting bloodied as they got you know punched in the face like 30 times or whatever and then they would kind of just get up and and they'd maybe stagger to their feet a bit, but then they just execute some perfect flying choreography. Mm. And I don't know, it just drives me crazy in a movie like this because it's like, (laughs) you guys are all such good fighters. Surely you could, you would make these action scenes more engaging if, if you were felt like you were actually fighting during them, you know, I, it, it, I kind of compare it. I was comparing it in my head to, um, to professional wrestling where, yeah. In professional wrestling, it's 
people get up and and do a move on each other and then you as the audience are kind of like well is this going to be the move that that actually makes this person tap out you can't really tell because it's choreographed in a way that they always look injured, you know? And so one move, they'll get slammed really hard onto the ground, and then they'll be like, oh, I'll get back up. And then the next move, they'll get slammed onto the ground, and they're like, oh, this is the one I'm tapping out for. And you never really know the progression of the fight because they're always just getting their asses kicked. <laughs> and some ass kickings uh, actually impact them enough that they tap out, and some just don't at all. Yeah. Well, I think... I'm, I'm trying to remember, because it has been a while since I saw the raid too, but I definitely remember... Mm towards the end of that there's there's um a character and i'm pretty sure it's the main character but this is just really showing how fuzzy this memory is and he gets like stabbed in the foot and that that affects his <laughs> fighting for the remaining like 20 minutes because he sort of yeah you know people target that foot and he mm. like he does moves that don't lean on it and stuff so that sounds like a little yeah. bit more what you're after yeah i feel like it just adds to the stakes of the movie right um an example from this is the brother character the the lieutenant he gets discovered that he's like helped out his brother the cop and so yeah. the the main baddie stabs him through the hand right yeah and then he just kind of wraps it up and and gets over it later <laughs> yeah <laughs> then he just wraps it up and uses it to beat the shit out of some other people and it's like well all right come on you know or basically from that point on he's just chained up and is punched continuously in the stomach and basically tortured and then he's kind of rescued and then just is back and fighting again <laughs> i don't know yeah um say having saying this it's like I, I i obviously enjoyed this movie and the action scenes in it are so well choreographed it's just that this is a thing that <laughs> that, that gets to me about these movies <laughs> um yeah i want it to be i want it to feel more real you know anyway uh what else this was obviously a great movie it it had some silly bits, but it had a lot of parts where it just felt very real, you know? And you actually, surprisingly, you actually gave a shit about the cops and... Yeah, it, it's it's surprising how with so little character setup or development, apart yeah. from the main character and his pregnant wife... Um... <laughs> Which doesn't count, that's just checking the <laughs> box, come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not, it's not very cliched, but... Uh... <laughs> Like, it's surprising how you still, yeah, you still sort of get engaged with them, and I'm not really sure why. I think they just make them such classic, generic good guys that they don't really have to do yeah. anything with them. They're just, it's just like, these these are the good guys, and they're in a shit situation that's not even their fault, and you're just rooting for the underdogs. Yeah, I think the fact that the situation turns so bad is what endears you to them. Um, right at the start, when the main baddie is like, oh, yeah, you know, kill the cops, he also pulls out kind of some neighbors around the tenement and there are two snipers and there are some guys that go and destroy the vans that brought them there so they don't have an escape route. Yeah. Um, and so then throughout the rest of the movie, sometimes a cop will just kind of cat go up to a window and then we'll just get shot by a sniper. <laughs> and yeah. it happens like three or four times. And it's just like, oh, it's just like such an immediate punishment for for something so minor that it endears you to these characters and you're like, oh no, not the not generic cop number F. I I, <laughs> I didn't want him to die, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the most engaging movie that is as low on plot development as I've as I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It was so it was just like you just care about 
the things that are happening, even though you don't really have a reason to beyond the spectacle of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Mm. Great movie. Good, good, great movie. Uh, <laughs> what would I rate it? I would probably give it an 8.5 out of 10. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. I know I talked a lot about a thing that I hated about it, but <laughs> <laughs> that probably took it from like a 9.5 to an 8.5, which is still good. Yeah, well, I'd be interested, I mean, you know, this will probably be something for the annual checkup uh, at the end of the year, mm. but if you get a chance to watch The Raid 2, because I yeah. I think it's an improved version of the first movie, and um, mm. I'd be interested to see what you think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll get back to that in 10 months, something, whatever. <laughs> close, close to. <laughs> um, so, the thing that I've brought for our audience and for you, Elliot, this fortnight is a movie that I picked specifically because of this one criticism that I have with the raid. Um, okay, it's a movie called Police Story. Uh, have you heard of it? Uh, maybe that sounds familiar, but that's also a pretty generic name. So I'm going to say no. it is a generic name. Um, maybe it sounds familiar because it spawned like a series of six or seven movies. Uh, although it is a, it's a, it's a Hong Kong movie. It's, it's. I think it was released in English, you know, whenever, but. It's like a Hong Kong movie from, I think, the 80s, so it's understandable that you haven't heard of it. Um, The reason why I watched it is because uh, when I was kind of getting more into action, you know, two or three years ago, I started getting into Jackie Chan movies, and this is the movie that he says is his best action movie. Um, Okay. Yeah, it's a... It's a fascinating little story about a policeman who is called, I think, Kevin Chan in the original movie, but when they localized it to English, they just called him Jackie Chan. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, and uh, he he is kind of tasked with, uh, with guarding a witness before a trial. And that's basically all I'll say about it. Um, okay. It's, it's this very great action movie that's... Uh, how many Jackie Chan movies have you seen? I I don't know maybe one or two, if that. Right. And and I think you kind of everyone is kind of aware of the meme level of of Jackie Chan movies of like him picking up things and fighting with them and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> like he'll pick up a, a a toaster and say, "Oh, I don't want no trouble," and then throw it at some guy and knock him out or whatever. Um, this movie, I mean, it has elements of that. It has elements of that kind of Jackie Chan. He can fight with anything style, but it's just at its core. A very good action movie that also has it's kind of like a, a action comedy cop movie, you know. Yeah. Okay. Watching this movie, it's very easy to see why he was propelled to to stardom. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. It, it's kind of like you see, you know, for for someone like me who who obviously, you know, I wasn't watching movies in the eighties and nineties because I was basically just born. You you. <laughs> You, you kind of grow up into a media culture and you're like, oh, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? He's he's this guy who, to me, is just... I, like, when I first knew him, it was just as this kind of guy who has a funny accent and everyone kind of thinks is really famous, but you didn't really see what he became famous for because that had already kind of happened. Yeah, so I think that's probably... I, I'm trying to think of any Jackie Chan movies I might have seen. Like, just any movie he's in that I might have seen. I can't think of any. You've probably seen... Uh, rush hour right no oh really interesting um but it's like these these people were made famous for a thing and then just kind of existed in the public consciousness 
as celebrities just because of the strength of the things that they did. And then they kind of adapted into doing things which you see them and they're like, all right, that's fine. He just is in these kind of goofy comedies, whatever. But when you go back and watch the things that made them so famous, you're like, wow, this person is really talented. Um, well, it's like, you know, Liam Liam Neeson these days is doing, you know, Taken 45 or whatever. But yeah. like back in the day, he was in so much real shit like Schindler's List and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, going back and watching Police Story, it's, Jackie Chan is crazy talented. And he, he's like, I mean, a lot of it comes from the fact that he is a an expert, you know, martial artist and, and choreographs stunt teams very well. But just his his expressions and his mannerisms and everything, he's just a fucking legend in this movie. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm recommending it. It's It's the one movie which, like, I've watched this movie and just from this alone, I'm completely endeared to him as a person. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, Police Story. I think you'll either have to watch it with subtitles or with a weird English dub, and I'll, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that's it, I guess. That's that's the end of our show, Police Story. Uh, if, you'd, if you'd like to watch Police Story along with us and, and leave us your, your feedback, you can do so on our Reddit, which is reddit.com forward slash r forward slash mediamd, and we'll have a discussion thread there. Um, leaving comments in that discussion thread, we might feature them next fortnight on the show. Uh also, if you want to interact with the show, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, or you could leave us a review on iTunes, which we would really appreciate. Um, our website, mediamdpodcast.com, has links to do all of those things that I just said, links to our discussion threads, both you know current and previous, ways to contact us, and all of our previous clues for the MediaMDARG. You can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his apartment building so full of mobsters. Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this week's clue? Ah, uh, bark. Bark. And we will see you next fortnight.